you know, you know, you know, you know, like, hi everyone, welcome to People's Princesses. I'm Sarah. I'm Sophia. And this is the first episode of our brand new podcast. So exciting. Welcome, everyone. We're so happy to have you here, have you listening. We're so excited to chat with you about all of our favorite things. We have so much to say, and we have so many favorite things. Like, we you're not even have ready. so many thoughts in our brain, <laughs> and you're going to hear them all. They're really good. We're just always thinking. We're always speaking. We've always got something going on. And you're going to hear about it. So I guess just like a little bit of background on us, which is probably necessary if you don't already know us or if you, everyone knows us. Everyone knows us, obviously. (laughs) So we both are from New Jersey. We go to college together. We're best friends. Best friends since orientation. Literally. Yeah, we've We've terrorized communities of people ever since. We have. We met at orientation. As Sophia said, it was a really beautiful moment. Everyone there probably cried when they I saw it. I think they did. <laughs> they were just like, wow, this is the start of something beautiful. They they knew. They really did. Fun fact, Sophia thought I was mean before she met me because I have brown hair. <laughs> I saw Sarah's picture and I thought she was going to have a deep, scary voice. I have blonde hair and I don't not trust brunettes. Lots of brunettes in my family. Love it. But I just kind of thought she'd be scary. Her profile picture was giving a bit intimidating but she hugged me right away which is really kind so that's how our friendship started and that's why we're here now exactly go up to someone random and give them a hug and you'll hug be a podcast with them that's the lesson for today so as mentioned this is people's princesses us that is us we're gonna talk about all of our favorite things fashion pop culture media girly stuff sofia coppola anything that the girls love we will talk about literally whatever if something's true trending you bet we're already talking about it we're already texting about it yeah unless it's stupid then we're not going to talk about it (laughs) if it's something we don't care about you will never hear about it it doesn't exist true and if it's something that we care about you'll have to listen to you have no choice and we care about some weird stuff so you're gonna hear all about it and it's gonna be really exciting today we are gonna talk a bit about it girls the history of the people's princess because what better way to introduce people's princesses pod than with the people's princess herself our favorite trope in all of media (laughs) people's princesses people's princesses those are our favorite girls ever you can't not love a people's princess you can't but to start first sarah if you're an it girl what was your scandal of the week of winter break i'll say since it's been a while we've been home for a long time Thank you. Great question. I have two. The first one, I got COVID from my cousin and that really took me out for 10 days. I was hiding in my room for 10 days, as I said, and I really just sat here in this one little corner where I'm always sitting and relaxing and I just, my brain reached peak insanity. I was watching crazy shows. I was liking crazy tweets. I don't really know. You're a little weirdo. I really was. And then my second one is that my sister's 18th birthday is tomorrow, the day after we're filming this. Today, I was talking to her and I realized that I forgot her birthday and I felt really bad about it. And But it's going to be all good. I still have tomorrow. I can make it up to her. This is her birthday present. She's going to love it. Happy birthday, Julia, if you're listening. I know you're listening. <laughs> if you're not listening, that's super awkward. She's actually listening through the wall right now. And here's <laughs> <laughs> in the walls. 
<laughs> she's crawling around. But what about you? If you were an it girl, Sophia, what would be your scandal or something that would get you like lightly canceled, talked about on Twitter, maybe trending for a day? I've definitely had um, a pretty boring break. But today I got my hair done, which is very exciting. My hairdresser moved to a new salon. Fun part is that it's in the mall and that it's outward facing. So like it faces like the mall and there's a really big window and like I'm getting my hair dyed and there's like all these foils in my head and people keep walking by and looking and these girls kind of giggled at me. No. And I I was like, I hope they're giggling and like they want to be friends by and not to like look at this stupid idiot yeah, that was a lot for me, but I felt like I made window friends, and I also felt like I was, like, being a little model. Like, I felt like I was, I was like, a little window model. They definitely saw you, and they were like, look at that mannequin in there. She is just slaying. She, she looks was... so realistic. <laughs> this, like, animatronic. <laughs> they said, oh, my God, is this, like, one of those Megan stunts from hit new movie starring <laughs> Allison Williams' Megan? Is that Megan? You're literally giving Megan. Or I saw something about this one of the weird super expensive animatronics from the avatar um ride oh at Disney. You yeah so we're gonna have to talk about that at a different time because i know a lot about those weird animatronics i oh, love geez. one of my special things i'll put this in i love theme parks so i know a lot about the avatar ride a lot about universal four nights if anyone has any questions or just like wants to hear about it no one no one does everyone does but yeah, that's, I guess, another it girl moment for me this week. I saw Megan and I really just felt like I showed up, I slayed, Megan slayed and I left and it was perfect. So that was really, those were two of my big things this week. As you guys can tell, winter break has not been very exciting or it girl for either of us, I would say. But okay. when we get back to DC, we're going to, Nancy Pelosi's gone. It's just us now. We are the people, we are the women in charge. <laughs> yeah, us and Kamala, she's our neighbor. So the people princess true the like five million year long speaker vote it's because they were fighting over putting us in they wanted to put us in but we said no we said no thank you we weren't interested in being in a room with that many ugly men so it's fine but now i guess we'll talk about the real people's princess princess diana my beloved so sarah why don't you tell me a little bit about like your history of princess diana your feelings about her just tell me where to start I should change my sweater for this (laughs) um fun fact for Christmas I got the Princess Diana rowing blazers red sheep well red sweater with the sheeps on it great little great little thing because I love her so much there is no woman no person no entity that I love and respect more than Princess Diana I think I, I like she's just incredible she fashion icon mother legend she is all of those things and more what's the word i'm looking for philanthropist so true nobody was doing it like her she had people talking about her every single day you either loved her or you hated her which in my opinion is what makes you a people's princess like people are they will fight for you there's always been alive during twitter oh my god princess diana would be crazy on twitter it would be I would love that her on Twitter right now put her back put her back bring her back for me and Twitter I love her so much I think I just I I can't even like speak about her without like talking about how much I love her because like there's so much to like her and her story that's so tragic and so sad but not in like a weird like millennial girl boss like true crime woman like listening to like a true crime podcast kind of way like 
I think of it more as just like she stood for so much and she represented like so much to the women in England and like the women everywhere and like people that like didn't see royal people as like actually caring about others because of how like stuck up and privileged and rich and like stupid they all are. But she just like represented someone new. Like she was the face of elegance and grace and sophistication and beauty and perfection and kindness and I can list every adjective I can keep going but I won't she's perfect I don't know I just think she's incredible and like the way that like the media and everyone just drove her out and really like brought her to her end but what about you what are your thoughts on her I have I think all the same thoughts I've always been like just obsessed because I think it's so sad the whole thing is so sad I always cry when I see little edits of her I get weirdly (laughs) emotional about it Part of my fun lore is that I studied abroad in London last semester, and obviously Princess Diana, very important there. There's a lot of statues of her, and there were two main statues that I like think about often. There's one that's in one of the parks, and it's a big swan, and it's supposed to represent her. Except the first time that I saw it, um, I got really emotional, except I was on a date, so I couldn't be weird about Princess Diana. So I had to walk past it very casually, but I took a picture and thought about it for a long time after. I remember that because you called me after and sent me the picture. It's a beautiful big swan statue in the park and it's just so beautiful and it's dedicated to her. And I was like, oh, it's like a Princess Diana statue. And he was like, hi, yeah. And I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do what I like needed to do with that statue at the moment, which was like maybe pray near it. I don't know. But then at, um, I think it's Windsor Palace, like wherever like Kate and Will and they live now where Diana lived. Diana's Rose Garden there is a beautiful statue of her and there's like it's her with like two little children who represent like Harry and William and it's like a new Rose Garden so beautiful most beautiful statue ever since I was there with my friends I did cry and I did cry publicly I love that and it was felt her spirit there I yeah love Princess Diana as a fashion icon all that oh yeah and then going on to her very tragic death when I was in Paris we were like a little lost. And then all of a sudden we were standing on top of the tunnel where she died. And there's like a beautiful memorial and there's like flowers and messages and all that. And I cried there also. I cry a lot, but I just think it shows like people still really care about Princess Annie, even though she is like, she's dead. Like she is a royal person. Like normally those aren't the kind of people that people like really empathize with like that. But like literally we were in France, like not the country that she is from, not the country where she had power, like nowhere near that but it's just like the sight of her death people care so much they still leave like fresh flowers that was like so beautiful to me so I love her she is the princess of the people and we love her so much what we also love is we love Meghan Markle true we love Meghan Markle I'd say we love Meghan Markle I love Meghan Markle I think she's awesome (laughs) how do we feel about and I will say up until this week we have loved Prince Harry we we still love him still love him (laughs) We're just a little scared of him now, if anyone's been following Twitter. I've, like, learned way too many things about Prince Harry than I've ever thought that I would need to know. I learned that he did coke with Courtney Cox. That was my big movie. That's a good one. I was really shocked by that, but also that was one that, like, one of the least surprising, I would say. Yeah, I'd say that's one of the tamer revelations. Revelations. (laughs) (laughs) Revelations. We have a thing with this. Sometimes we confuse revelations and relevations, which isn't a real word, but like, that's okay. There are a lot of words where like, we might not know them and it's okay. Just don't tell us. It's fine. Yeah. We know we're saying things wrong. It's like for the bit. It's part of it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> another Prince Harry fact. Sorry. Another Meghan Markle's husband fact that I learned. Yeah. 
Um, so obviously we all heard about the state that do you know about the state that he was in during Will and Kate's wedding? Like, can you refresh? Cause I think I saw a tweet about this and I think I had to scroll because I was so like, oh my god, what am I even like gonna have to look at? Uh, this one's a really weird one. This one, um, I was just like, okay, the the press has to be taking this out of context. No, they were not. He did an interview and he confirmed this and he talked about this on, it was either, I think it was Stephen Colbert or I think it was him. I think you talked to Anderson Cooper this week. He's been on every show this week. He's doing doing the press circuit. I think he saw met Jimmy Kimmel. You know, I get the Jimmy's confused. (laughs) He could have been at either of the Jimmy's. I don't know. The Jimmy's really frightened me. Not a fan of the Jimmy's. Put me on the jimmies, both of them at once. Yeah, so I guess at Will and Kate's wedding, he had just been on a trip to the North Pole, I believe. It was the North or the South Pole, and he was doing this, like, walk with these veterans, and they had all, like, trained for this and prepared for this. I think they were veterans. Probably because that's his whole, which we'll also get into. His whole thing is that he is the military sibling. Yes, exactly. And he they had all like trained for it and prepared for it. And I guess he didn't have the right gear. So he ended up getting frostbite um oh. on his penis. Yeah. Which like is very unfortunate and probably was really painful. But when you see taken out of context, Prince Harry says that he had frostbite on his penis during William and Kate's wedding. Like that's crazy. It's like and- it is, but... Like, I saw a tweet that was like, listen, I respect Prince Harry for, like, committing to the tell-all bit of, like, a memoir, because most people don't, and yeah, he told all. He really, he said it all. I think, like, to me, the best part of the, the frostbite story, mm-hmm. this is a part I just recently learned, and this was, like, this isn't, like, a, a media headline. This was a clip from the audiobook of Spare, his memoir. Sorry. <laughs> anyway... And it's him reading this in his own voice. And to this, I I really, you, I would never, you could never make me say something like this. Uh, if yeah. I wrote this down, I would immediately scribble all scribble over it, it all off in my journal because there is no way something like this is seeing the light of day. So for his frostbite, he had to apply this like product to like help it heal, I guess. I don't really know. Um, it was an Elizabeth Arden product. Oh, it was Elizabeth Arden. Yes. He was like, yeah, so I was with like a friend of my mother's and they said like this was a product that she used to use on her lips to keep them from getting chapped. And he was like, I don't know, like I'm applying this product to my frostbite and I'm just thinking about how weird it is that like my mom used to use this as like a chapstick. What what a coincidence. Like the smell is just reminding me of my mother. Sorry guys, like you can't see my face right now, but it's horrified. Yeah, Sophia I... is covering her mouth. She's just fully in shock at this. I think Prince Harry needs a really good therapist and like maybe to not have written a book. I agree. Um, I'm really excited to learn more about what he has to yeah. say, but that fact was way too much for me. No, I'm definitely nervous. I... Like, I know that he quotes Spice Girls in the book. Oh, I saw that. That was awesome. That's good. Love his commitment to the culture. He also revealed in, I think, an interview. This is probably also in the book. He revealed him and William's secret code. Rashians say, like, Bible, like, when something's, like, really serious. Him and William's is over their mom's dead body. And he decided to tell all of us that, which I don't love. Yeah, I agree. That one's a lot. 
He also, getting to some of the more controversial bits of the book, talked about all the people he killed in Afghanistan, which is not good, bad. I did see like a clip of that, like more in context. Um, And he was kind of talking about like the trauma and how that like lingers with you, which makes more sense than like the Daily Mail publishing. Yeah. Like, Terry kills 25 people in Afghanistan, Um, which like obviously not to sympathize with like someone going to war and killing people. Yeah. But like obviously like if you're in that situation it does really stick with you and it probably weighs really heavily on you and you probably think about it every day and I think that was something that he was saying in an interview um where he was like talking more about how like I don't know the whole like trauma of all of that was like what he was trying to get at um but it's really hard when he has a tone issue he does have a tone issue especially like the things that are written in the worst tone maybe he needed like a better editor that could have been helpful it could be helpful but you know we won't judge well we're not i'm not reading the book i'm gonna listen to about the book on my favorite podcast celebrity memoir book club and sarah are you gonna read the book i might read the book if i read the book i'll i'll touch back i'll i'll give an update yeah I'm overall still love Megan and Harry. Just wish I knew less. I really, really love how Megan Markle's husband called his brother um, that and said that his baldness was alarming. That's one that like really, really stuck with me. And that's one I really respect because you know that like that's really soft spot. It is. And you know, like it probably I feel like if someone called me alarming and they were like, Sarah, you look alarming right now. That's worse than being like, Sarah, you look ugly right now. No, because alarming is like frightening. Like alarming is like unsettling. Yeah, definitely uncanny. Ooh, definitely uncanny. And he's not wrong. Prince William does look uncanny. So he's very unsettling. Like I get nervous when I see him because I know he's hiding so much. Yeah, and I know also Prince Harry said that it was clear that Diana's genes were not, like, treating William well, which is also a crazy thing to say about your sibling, but, like, he didn't lie. Especially, like, invoking your dead mother's appearance. Oh, it's good. It's terrible, but it's definitely, it's something. Great content. I would say if you asked me, like, five years ago if I thought we would ever get this, no. So, like, okay, I'll take it. If you asked me five years ago to be like, tell me about Prince Harry, I'd be like, Harry Styles? Harry Styles? Princess Diana's other son? And then I feel bad because I'm like, I don't know. Despair? 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 Whatever. Whatever. But But I I guess before we, I guess to wrap up our convo about Prince Harry and, you know, his mother, how would you define a people's princess? Like, what is your... How would what what in your mind is like the archetype of a people's princess? I'd say obviously Diana is like the perfect example of so loved by the people, so hated. I don't know if the media hated her, but so like terrorized by the media because I think the media is like one. I know that's one of the things Harry's been talking about a lot. It's like the issue of the British media, and I think anyone who is a people's princess has to have some sort of relationship with the media, either really good or really bad. Someone who slays fashion wise always you cannot be you cannot be a people's princess and not have good fashion agreed you need to like have not even good fashion but like good taste like I don't care if you have a good stylist but like we need to be able to tell that you have like a personal style and taste and I feel like that's what's really important to me and also you have to have a kind soul that exudes from your little body and princess Diana has that and yeah what do you think would make a people's princess I agree with all of that I especially think like 
what you said about like the kindness and the kind soul even if like I think this is a conversation me and Sophia had the other day where like there's a difference between being nice and there's a difference between being kind like if you were like oh princess Diana is mean but she's kind I'd be like oh I totally get that because like you could be like rude to someone or you could be like like you could make like a comment that's like not the nicest but you could still be a kind person and a kind soul if that makes sense like like you're kind of just respecting and like loving and caring but like you know you've got a little bit of fire in you you've got a little bit of spirit and listen Um, that's okay exactly that's totally fine and we're gonna talk a little bit about some other people's princesses in a second um, and some of them, they've got um some spirit, some fire in they've them. got kind souls though. That's they what we can tell. Kind that souls. That's what matters. But I also really agree about the point about fashion. Like they have a style, or they they might not like necessarily like look like traditionally or classically perfect, but like they're creating look after look, and these looks are gonna be remembered for a really long time. Like other people are gonna try to copy these looks. Think Those about biker that, shorts? The sweater that I went out and, well, my mom got me for Christmas. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, the revenge dress. I could do a full, we could, we could do a full episode on the revenge dress. Diana wore it. And then what? Like two seconds later, Camilla is trying to replicate the revenge oh, yeah. dress. We haven't even spoken of that witch. She no. is, she is, is the a- people's princess. She's like the soloist's like popper. Please, not the popper. <laughs> That is the only time you'll ever hear me say her name. I will never speak of her again. But yeah, I think like you're just creating looks. You are, you're slaying day and night Mm -hmm. and people are talking about you, whether it's good, whether it's bad. But yeah, so we are going to talk a little bit more about some modern examples of it girls and people's princesses, because I feel like the it girl or the concept of the it girl has become the modern day concept of the people's princess. Um, Not that like people's princess is like an archaic term by any means. People still use it. People still love it. We really love it. We love it. (laughs) But yeah, I think people have kind of transitioned into using it girly now or it girl. Um, There's also too many it girls and we're here to decide who is an actual it girl? Yeah, we actually are going to have them all battle live yeah. on this podcast. The it girls we're going to talk about, they are really, I think that's the difference between like a traditional just like it girl and a people's princess. Because listen, like anyone who goes on TikTok and like goes viral, like, yeah, they're the it girl of the week. But like, are you a people's princess? That is what needs to be proven. Exactly. And we will go to battle for our people's princesses. It's true. We have personal lists we can oh, share. Yeah. We have so many lists. But do you want to start with your favorite people's princess? I am going to be talking about the incredible, the wonderful, the angelic Bella Hadid. So angelic. She is, I love her. I love this girl so much. I think what makes her a people's princess is one, her constant relevancy. She is she is everywhere. She is doing everything. She was the most like booked and busy model during this past fashion week. She was everywhere and she was slaying and looking beautiful doing all of it. And then also the fact that like her street style and like her fashion overall is so replicated and talked about. And you see like so many trends like coming because of her like right now like the stuff with like adidas sambas like she's been wearing those for years and years and people are like let me get some bella hadid sneakers now which like also okay. those uggs true like that was insane yeah 
She took her little slice of pizza and her weird little boxers in those Uggs and she said, let's make history. She's insane. I love her. So I wanted to just kind of go into some of the details about her life and some of the stuff that like makes her in our eyes a people's princess. Fun fact about Bella Hadid, or at least fun fact to both of us, she was born in Washington, D.C., which we go to college there. Um, Great fact for us. Yeah, she was born in Georgetown. Um, So she's deeply a D.C. girl at heart. She's just like us for real. You heard it here first. Bella Hadid is a D.C. girly. Yep. Both of her parents are immigrants. Um, Her mom, Yolanda, is from the Netherlands. And then her father is Palestinian. And obviously, I think we all know her as Gigi's little sister. Or at least for a time, she was Gigi's little sister. Now, Gigi might be Bella's. Unfortunately, I think Gigi has been outshined. But we still love Gigi here. Love Gigi. Kai's mom. Gigi's Gigi's ex-girlfriend question mark Gigi is no longer just Gigi right now but we love her I love Gigi so much and she even talked about it in a lot of interviews kind of citing how for like such a long time she was seen as like the ugly sister or like the brunette sister or just like Gigi's sister and like all of that stuff because Gigi was kind of like stepping out onto the modeling scene in the fashion world before Bella but I would argue that Bella made like a stronger splash than Gigi. Like, I'd say so. Like Gigi's Gigi- a good model, but I think her clout and like social, ew, ew. but her social vibe just comes from like, like she was like BFFs with Kendall and Kylie and then she was tight with Taylor. I feel like she was more of like a persona versus like I never saw her as like a real high fashion model, which is like how I see Bella now. No, I completely agree with that. Bella kind of just like showed up and immediately started like walking in like these insane shows and like wearing the coolest clothes. Um, And she's always been very much like herself. And not that Gigi hasn't. I think she's also been very much herself. But I think Bella has just, I just, I think. We don't know Gigi like that. No, exactly. Like Bella, she's, she's kind of gone through it as I learned. She's, she's still here. She's still thriving. So yeah, right now she's one of like our current top models and she has almost 60,000 Instagram followers, which is a lot. I thought she would have more. That's kind of crazy. I know. In my head, I thought she had like 100 million, but like, no, she has 60 million almost. In my head, like 7 billion. Everyone follows her in, in my mind. Honestly, yeah. No, I, Instagram followers, it's like, to me, you either have like 1 million or like, seven billion million yeah like the numbers aren't numbers aren't real so it no. actually doesn't matter no but she is a lot she's she's pretty well known her mom was on real housewives of beverly hills while she was growing up and bella talked about how she hated the filming so so much and her and Gigi would actually like run upstairs and hide when the cameras were there and they would do their best to, like avoid being on the show as much as possible and like she hated talking about it and all of that stuff because she just didn't want the cameras to find her, which like is really sad when you think no, about it. No, that's like it. terrible. Like if I was like, I don't know, a reality TV kid, like I know like some people are like, oh, if I was growing up in that lifestyle, I would love it so much. But like if I had had like a normal unreality TV filled life and then when I was like 14 or 15, like my mom like started going on Real Housewives or something – And, like, I had all these, like, friends at school and, like, everything had been, like, fine up until now. I would feel so, like, uncomfortable about all of this. Especially, like, 14, 15. Like, oh, my God, if someone put me on TV then, I would have 
Well, I thought I was serving, but looking back, I was not serving. So I'm glad no one was putting me on TV then. They would have like, I don't know. I feel like both of us at 14 and 15 were probably the most like terrifyingly strange people. We were both very odd. I was a big Brandy Melville girl, but in like a stay weird beanie way. That's a big part of my identity. So good thing nobody was in my house filming me. I had, I don't know. I had not had like any form of like glow up at that point. I was like fully American Eagle, like One Direction, Taylor Swift, Stan Twitter time. We were not cool. No, we weren't cool. We're probably still not. I was going to say, but it's fine. You know what? Neither was Bella. Yeah, Bella wasn't cool either. We're just like her for real. I guess like one of the main things to talk about with Bella Hadid and like I think something you can't not talk about when you're talking about her as a people's princess, someone who's like talked about in the media would be all of the commentary about her plastic surgery. There's always like the whole conversation about how she like stole Carla Bernice's face which like she has outright said she hasn't and like you can believe what you want but um she had talked openly in vogue in the april 2022 edition about her nose job which she received at 14 which is insane to me that Um, is like so young like that is a like that's like like i know what kind of surgeon would do like people in beverly hills and like city areas like that's not Uh, but like it's actually insane like that's crazy I know I know like a 14 year old sat down and the doctor was like okay let me carve up your nose now yeah and even worse like Yolanda Hadid as we've already talked about is like and everyone knows like the original evil almond mom but like sitting your 14 year old child down to make them get a nose job like is terrible Exactly. And Bella has now famously said that she wished she kept the nose of her ancestors, which like is a beautiful sentiment. And like as a Jewish woman, as two Jewish girlies are <laughs> together, we make one. Yeah, we're both half Jewish. Um, half Italian, both people with noses. Yeah, we both have noses. Our cultures have noses. Yes. Um. So it's a beautiful sentiment and I love that and I really respect that but at the same time Sophia has said this many times she has fully profited off of the nose that she now has um I love the sentiment and I think about it often like when I look at myself I'm like I could get like a note like I want stuff and then I'm like actually no like I really do like that sentiment like I think it's a, like I've never heard that before from like someone like Belle Hadid but and I really appreciate it because I think about it a lot now in like a series way but at the same time, I'm like, okay, but like, she still walks around with the nose that like, people still want. And like, like Sarah said, like, she is profiting off having that traditional face now. Exactly. Yeah, like they see the nose that she has now. And that's the nose that like, young girls are going to bring into like, their plastic surgeon to like, get a nose job. In a way, it's like, just this never ending circle, which is sad but yeah that was one of the big things about her and like there were huge conversations about that like when that happened in the media it was a very mixed reaction where like half media outlets were like tearing her apart for this and they were like all of this like Bella Hadid admits to having a nose job like admits to getting plastic surgery blah 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 where a lot of other publications were talking about how they really respected her coming forward and talking about it and being open about it. But that's something like I see a lot in media, especially with women, where people will be saying all of this stuff like, oh, so-and-so has had this done, so-and-so has had that done. And then as soon as they're pressured into talking about it and they do talk about it, 
they're met with such a mixed response of criticism and praise. The media, the public, fans, everyone has been pressuring them to talk about this. And then as soon as they do, they're receiving like even more backlash and hate for that, which like, I don't know. It's just like when you're a woman, you can't win ever. No, like they don't want you to have your original face. Like that's not fine. But also like you can't get plastic surgery because then you're like a liar. But if you say you have the plastic surgery, then you're like inspiring young people. But if you don't say it, then you're still a liar. And it's like, there's no... I do respect her saying it because like they're Kardashians famously. Miss Kenny J, she still says she has had no plastic surgery and she can just be honest with us. It's okay. I wouldn't be mad. Like I have so much, not so much more respect, but like I find it so much more refreshing when people are open about like body modifications because it's not something then it's like like, not a big deal like you're not putting like moral value on it it's just something you did but if you're like lying about but then at the same time like it's Kendall Jenner's choice whether or not to tell us but once again she's benefiting from selling products where she's like if you do this you'll look like me but it's like no we literally won't you it's okay yeah no I agree with that some other cool Bella Hadid things I learned so she also in the April 2022 edition of Vogue talked a lot about mental health and her struggles with body image and like body dysmorphia and also just like depression and anxiety in general she talked a lot about how um, she wouldn't talk to any of her colleagues about mental health and specifically said that the fashion industry has kind of a don't ask don't tell attitude which is like direct directly what she said about mental health um which I was not surprised to hear about in the slightest the fashion industry is like very notoriously toxic and awful and we've heard countless stories of models and actresses and just people involved within that industry like suffering and not really being able to speak about it or not really having like the resources to speak about it. I took this quote that she said, she said, for three years while I was working, I would wake up every morning hysterical in tears alone. I wouldn't show anyone that I would go to work, cry at lunch in my little green room, finish my day, go to whatever random little hotel I was in for the night, cry again, wake up in the morning and do the same thing. And it's just like this horrible cycle that like models and women and people are putting themselves through to just like this is her job but like this is also her life and it's so like like, she doesn't have that break I guess there's no like in careers like that like when she steps outside she is working but like it's yeah which is why I think it is so nice like now she feels open enough to like share that stuff because it just feels like I think that's why she is so successful like even if we obviously do not actually know her and like it still just feels so much more relatable, even though, like, how in the world am I relating to Bella Hadid? But, like, she cries, I cry, same difference. Like, no, literally. She's just so good at, like, making that feeling come across in her social media, which is something I think a lot of, like, influencers and, like, people at her level especially struggle with. Like, Hailey Bieber is just, like, the most unrelatable person in the whole world. And she tries so hard. And baby. I'm sure she's nice. Like, I have no hate for Hailey Bieber. But... <laughs> But I don't know. It's just something about the way Bella Hadid uses social media and is able to be honest about stuff. It just like is so much. It's just such a nice way to like engage with someone that you follow online. No, I agree with that. And I think also like the the stuff she was saying about like her like struggles with mental health and like the depression she was facing. That to me, when I was reading it, I was like, wow, this is like Princess Diana to a T. Like how she would talk about all the time that like she had no like delineation between like her job as princess of wales and then diana as a person princess diana was her like she had to like yeah. 
constantly be on and like she had to like deal with like what was going on behind the scenes and like she never had that like space to publicly like be sad or like deal with things like when she was sad the press would be like diana's crazy like diana she's crying in public let's take a lot of pictures literally like just let her be and i think it's the same thing with like bella hadid like she's suffering just let her suffer well don't let her suffer like stop don't leave her alone but i think she's doing a little She's doing a little better now, it seems, I hope. Yes, she is. She talked about that. That's good. And then I guess, like, it's also important when we're talking about Bella Hadid to talk about her activism for Palestine. In May of last year, I believe, not last year, 2022, in May of 2021, I believe. (laughs) Wow, it's kind of crazy that 2022 is last year. I don't know what year. So during, like, that time, she shared a lot of videos of herself at a pro-Palestine demonstration in Brooklyn. And then Israel's official Twitter account, like, tweeted and said that she was calling for the abolition of the Jewish state, which she was not doing. And this is always, like, a very, like, tricky topic to talk about no matter what but also for someone like Bella and someone like Gigi who are from Palestinian descent it's obviously a topic that's very personal to them and it's something that's like very important to their identity and their culture but also Bella has grown up like surrounded by like Jewish friends and like she like cares and respects Judaism so much and like she's talked about that like numerous times so she talked about how this was like one of the most difficult things that has ever happened to her because she was getting torn apart by the media by fans by every single person but she was just trying to like support her people and not like disrespect like another group of people that like she identifies with and like respects um and also it's just like It's so amazing to see someone like Bella Deed who has such a platform and like works with so many fashion brands and all that, like be able to talk about an issue that's like nobody else will touch with like a 10 foot pole, like genuinely. And like hearing her like actually talk about it and like publicize it because like a lot of people, I think we forget, like just don't really know about it or like what's happening or like what is going on there. And like, I think her bringing such like a public platform to the issue is like so amazing and also like very bold because once again like she works with all these fashion houses like I feel like since she's so big she can do so much that other people can't and instead of using that to like promote stupid shit which like she still does but she can also promote really good shit which I love and I really respect that about her as well which is also why she's a bit of a people's princess like Diana and AIDS like Stuff that, like, people do not want to talk about, like, do not associate with, like, women, things like that, like, they will take. And I really love that. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, she's using this giant platform that she has. And, like, she's sharing, like, information that, like, sometimes even the mainstream media isn't going to give to you. So I really respect her for doing that and for constantly talking about it. And she's just, like, providing a platform for a large issue. And she's just talking about it, which is good for her. And then I guess the last thing about her that I kind of wanted to talk about was just like her career and like how 
intense it is and how it has like pushed her to the brink. I know I talked about it before and like talked about like the sadness that she was experiencing. But two years ago, she skipped New York Fashion Week. And this is kind of another example of like, okay, like people want the best for you. But like then the second you like do something for yourself, all of a sudden they hate you. Yeah. Um. So she said that she had been working for 15 days straight prior to New York Fashion Week and about like 350 days a year for the past like seven years which is insane like that's like that's so much time and I know like it like people obviously work that amount in like much harder jobs like obviously but like the idea of like your body and like people looking at it and like judging it being like that's like my worst night like that's miserable that is terrible like that would also cause me a breakdown like she is fully like putting herself like on display for so much time for 15 days in a row and like because her body is her job her face is her job she in essence is just a body for people to show their clothing and their products on like she's a living like mannequin which is sad and awful and I agree that is my worst nightmare yeah she that in the day like prior to her dropping out of New York Fashion Week she had eight fittings and three shows so So for the first time in her career, she backed out and she said like people had things to say and she ended up like deleting her Instagram for a little bit because of that because everyone was just being awful to her. Like they were like, well, where's Bella? Where's Bella? Bella's missing. Can't believe Bella's not here. Okay, Bella was prioritizing her mental health. Bella was taking a mental break. Just like us. She was protecting her peace. Also, Bella does have a chronic illness. She does. She has disease. Yeah, her whole family does, which is like a popular topic in media because it's very obvious. Justin Bieber also has it. There's something going on there. Bella uses salon pots. I use salon pots. I love the little sticky heating pads. Love it when she does that. But also, like when you have something like that, like you cannot exactly like that is not healthy. And like we also don't even know like what like we know what the media is saying about her just like 24 seven. So like imagine like what's being said to you for like 15 days in a row during those fittings. Like that would like mentally break me like fully. If they're like, okay, this pair of pants looks a little small on Bella. Let's pull a bigger size. I would yeah. probably. And they're not saying it that nice. Like, no. no, they're like saying the worst things they could probably ever think of. Exactly. That's like, oh my gosh, worst nightmare. Like, that's like, I'm going to have a nightmare about this tonight. <laughs> my nightmare is me being Bella Hadid. True. I could never. I could never. But yeah. She's a people's princess. She's just incredible. She's a muse for so many different designers. Bella's just iconic. She's wonderful. We love her. That's our people's princess. Let's pass it over to Sophia. All right. So now I'm going to talk about one of my personal favorite people's princesses. She's a bit new to the mainstream, but she's been underground people's princess for years. And that is why I love her so much. She's my god, Julia Fox. So I'll just give, you know, some background on Julia Fox. I think for a lot of people, she kind of popped up when she started dating Kanye, who we will not be talking about that much because for obvious reasons. He's not um, a character on this podcast. No, he is not. We'll talk about him for a hot sec when we get to Julia and kind of how she got brought into mainstream. But I just want to talk about her background a little bit. So Julia Fox is 32 years old. She's slaying always. She is not an Epo baby. I saw tweets where people were calling her Nepo baby. She is not a Nepo baby. Very clear. Keep her out of that discourse. However, she is Italian. She grew up in Italy from ages one to six. Me and Sarah also have Italian each. So we feel real. We love Julie Fox for that. Yeah, we love another Italian queen. Exactly. 
So she grew up in Italy for six years, which I know it's only six years, but like her entire family is Italian. And like, I feel like that's kind of what gives her her like her vibe. Like, you can just tell she's not like the rest of us. Like, she's just a little special. And I love her. She has that sass, that fire. Exactly. And so good. So she grew up on the Upper East Side of New York City. She's not a Nepo baby, but there's also not a lot of information about like her parents, like how they afforded to live on the Upper East Side. But She's always been kind of in the New York City scene, so take that as you will, but she's not a Nepo baby, once again, making that very clear. Don't want to slander against my girl, Julia. So I think one thing a lot of people do know about Julia Fox, and maybe I just know this, is that she was a dominatrix in high school. So in 2017, the Huffington Post called her a fixture of New York nightlife, even when she was a teenager in the early aughts. So... I think even though, like I said, she kind of just like popped onto the mainstream for a lot of people, she had kind of been building that like community and name for herself in New York's scene for a really long time, which I think is really cool. That's my favorite kind of cool. So I love that for her. Um, But yeah, I think my favorite thing about her, and I'd say we're two weirdos. We love weirdness, uncanniness, all of the above. She's the weirdos it girl. She is so weird. She's so unsettling, but in the best way possible. That's fine. So I'm just gonna pull like a little quote she said, because I was like, oh, this is great. So in that same Huffington Post article, they were like, so since you're an it girl, do you think like you're kind of an artist? Because we'll get into her art career in a moment. But she says that she considers herself an anti-it girl. She doesn't care about being seen. She really cares about things that she creates. And I was like, that's awesome. You are so cool and weird. I love you. She was a dominatrix in high school, which is like questionable, but you know, it happened. Yeah. She talks about it a lot on her podcast and she doesn't like say if it like affected her like in a good or a bad way it's kind of just like something she did which I that's how she talks about everything she's ever done which I really appreciate like it's everything's just a little experience for that one and I love it doing things she has done everything a renaissance woman she is a renaissance woman woman so in 2015 she started a knitwear line okay Oh oh my god love that for her during this time, she was also modeling for Playboy, very slay. She also has a pretty big, like, art photography career. She's pretty big in that world, which I love. So she's had, like, various exhibitions, two photography books. And then I think her art really blew up in 2017. She hosted an art show called R.I.P. Julia Fox, which is so cool. Like that's I, a, that. I look that's at the pictures from this all the time. It's so good. So a lot of the art from the show is made with her blood that she I read she syringed it out of her and like squirted it back on the canvas (laughs) and that's something a weirdo would do and I love that's like freak behavior but like interesting freak exactly so a lot of the themes of this art show which I think are a lot of themes of like her vibe in general are like death and ritual but also like beauty and fame and kind of like combination of all those things which is so cool I think very creative yeah she's she's something different she's like magical She's genuinely magical. Like, I'm truly entranced by her. I she's on a different level than every single like, other person on this planet. She has somehow allowed, like, she's made it so that she can be a character. But, like, she's, like, she's kind of, like, taken the It Girl, the People's Princess, and, like she said, like, turned it on its head so that she's in control of it, which is I very smart that. and not something many people can do. No, I agree. Like, she fully controls the entire narrative surrounding her. And I love that. Not, like, just out there, like, making headlines because she wants to. No, like, she picked those headlines. So, yeah, we'll kind of get to that in a sec. Because in 2019, she was in the movie Uncut Gems. 
Um, maybe you'll know that from a little famous TikTok audio where she claimed that she was the muse for the Safdie brothers who like directed and made the film and everyone was like mocking her. But she was the muse for her character. She knew what she was talking about. So she was the muse. She was the muse. There are also multiple articles pre this movie calling her like a New York City art muse. So leave Julia alone. True. I had to do a lot of defending Julia Fox last year. Like a lot. <laughs> you- so I feel very very passionate yeah, you, about this you've one. been on her her defense team for quite a while i as another girl with vocal fry and weird <laughs> vibes i can't not defend her julia fox would like your stay weird beanie probably she would she would appreciate it she she knows what's real but <laughs> unfortunately in january 2021 she began dating kanye west yeah you can't see and us, but both kinda... of us just made the same face. It was like the... You made a face. Yeah. We... Yeah. No <laughs> no words. I think we, we got it. But she dated Kanye West. Famous article came out, and it was like a whole photo shoot of their first date. And everyone was like, who is this weirdo? She's so stupid. Like, she looks like an idiot. She's trying to be Cam. Like, all this evil stuff. But what those people did not know is that this was all her little plot. And, like, since then, she was 2022, like, Girl of the Year the search engine thing on Google of her name from like that article on like like zero to like one million like it's crazy it's insane she knows what she's doing and she plans ahead yeah she's a plotter and a schemer and I love her for that and people were like making fun of her okay well you're laughing now until Kanye gave her and all her BFFs Birkin bags so keep laughing she got her Birkin and got the hell out of there that is like the dream it's the dream those pictures changed my life when I saw her with that Birkin bag I had to laugh so good yeah so then there was a whole convo of like was Kanye using her or was she using Kanye she was using Kanye obviously as she should yeah I think people were just kind of weirded out by her you know she has her weird little her weird little outfits her matching outfits with Kanye at one point her weird eyeliner but the entire time she was at the Scaparelli show genius She's so talented and so fashionable. And I think what my favorite part of her, like, kind of shooting to mainstream was, is that, like, whatever she got laughed at, fuck it, whatever. But she really stuck with the people who like her and, like, found a whole new audience of people who, like, wouldn't have found her before but still really like her. And she's just, like, Julia Fox, like, updates, like, Julia Fox, like, fan pages that, like, all, like, just started, like, springing up and, like, appearing out of nowhere, like, such a short period of time. Her influence on the culture and on trends and everything was insane. And like her low rise, her low rise, the denim that she did, mm-hmm. and also her eyeliner. They started using that eyeliner in all these like fashion shows a month or so later. Literally, she yeah. And I just like she's been working hard. Like she did not come out of nowhere. She's not like some idiot. Like Kanye like picked out of a crowd and started like dressing her. Like that's like the joke of the article. Like she's literally like famous before this. In, like, yeah. a very special way. Now she's just famous to more people, which is amazing. It was very niche, I would say, prior. Yeah. Yeah. Very. So, yeah, I love Julia Fox. Um, speaking of podcasts, as we we're on a podcast, I love Julia Fox's podcast. Really recommend it. Um, it's called Forbidden Fruit, and it's hosted by her and her friend Nikki Takesh, who's, like, another, like, kind of, like, esoteric New York it girl type. My favorite type dream life i would say um her friend nikki is also the owner of a kanye birkin so she's a winner give me one please literally she was like stabbing it with a machete on tiktok stop i actually forgot about that i think about that all the time yeah julia fox's tiktok obviously is that's like a full conversation 
that's we'll get to that but yeah her tiktok or her podcast and her tiktok because they have very similar vibes so the thing about julia fox is that sometimes it feels insane like you're listening and you're like what are you talking about are you okay huh but then every few sentences something clicks and it's like oh my god that's like smart thing like she gets it yeah her brain is so big and like i'm not even kidding because listen you got to sit through the podcast and some of it i'm like girl what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about and I'll, i'll i'll give her five minutes and then i'm like Oh my god, she gets it. I love that. Um, they interviewed Anna Delvey on their podcast, Another. and that was amazing. They're <laughs> friends with Anna Delvey. Like, they run in the same circles. They know Anna Delvey before scamming and now after scamming. Legend. It was a very good interview. And yeah, right now the podcast is on a hiatus, but I'm very excited for it to come back. Um, From what I've read online, the podcast was originally just on Julia's Patreon, and it was, like, really crazy. They, like, brought this, like, cop on, who she had been a dominatrix for in high school and, like, exposed him. Listen, don't know, but whatever she's doing out there, love it. She's just, like, creating, like, such a specific vibe of content that, like, I really feel like she's the only person that could be doing that. And I mean this in the – well, actually, no. I take that back. I think the only other person that is doing a similar thing to what she's doing, and I mean this so lovingly, is Trisha Paytas. So true. Like, I would compare them. I think they're, like – one in the same yeah like they are both I don't know if Trisha's as in control of her narrative I'm so confused on if Trisha's like stable and I'm confused but glad she's happy with her baby Malibu Barbie Malibu Barbie what a legend Queen Elizabeth Queen Elizabeth reincarnate on the topic of people's princess on the topic Malibu Barbie she's a people's princess in the making but yeah Julia's TikTok is also iconic I think a lot of people who like kind of forgot about her since last February have really like refound her from there. That's another one where like, okay, you got to listen past it for like a few seconds, but she'll say stuff and it clicks and it's so good. I agree with that. She is so smart. I like that. She's like, not that 32 is old, but like we're 21. So I feel like she's like older and like, you know, she's a wise, she's so wise. I agree. And she's also kind of like, like she's a mom and like, she's still slaying and she's still like going to all these incredible events and like, doing all of this really cool stuff and just like looking hot and slaying. Yeah. I know I said slaying twice, but she really well, is. Like, she's the embodiment. Like I think also she became very famous like right around the time when like slay really hit our lingo. True. And they just they line up so well. It really does. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, she has an adorable son. Love her little son. So cute. She's really like to me like proving like, I don't know. There's been a lot of conversation lately about like, aging as a woman and like how you how the conversation kind of labels like anything older than like 24 is like old yeah um, which is like stupid like you are just living your life and your life is getting better as you keep living and she's kind of really proving that like you don't have to be 22 to like have a ton of fun and like have the coolest life ever and like be incredible like you like she's been having fun and like making everything her own since like the age of 18 like and she's still doing it at the age of 32 and I think she'll be doing it like forever exactly so I really respect like the way that like she's kind of like giving like that conversation like a face in a way yeah because I think otherwise it's a little lacking in that area yeah and I think she's just she's so good she's so fun um yeah so she has a son she's divorced from like her rando pilot husband but I really did like on her podcast she like talks about how like originally when they first like got divorced and stuff like she would like talk all this shit about him and get and like post like details of their like very public fights and then she's like I should like stop doing that like 
that's not normal and I respect that be some of the things people post on TikTok are like not okay no I agree people are just like exposing their life stories on there especially like they'll post like terrible things with their husband be like why is everyone mad like okay sorry I said that my husband left our five kids alone and doesn't know that one of them was allergic to peanuts why are you hating on me it's so bad so I just respect that she like took that part of her life online but still it's like very authentic yeah and yeah I want her to date Pete Davidson it's gonna happen someday one day but yeah I would say she's a people's princess because she is hot but weird has control of the media they're obsessed with her um she's underestimated and she was originally linked with a very evil man similar to Prince Charles but she made herself way more relevant which is what Diana was able to do exactly I think she's really just kind of proving and she's also just like setting all those fashion trends like she's creating like a fashion narrative as well She's really just like, she is, she is Julia Fox. Like, you know her. Yeah, she's like a philosopher. She, (laughs) I, her brain is so big. She has this like whole thing on her. She did her pod, Emily Radzikowski's podcast. Mm -hmm. And she wants to send her son to like a school that she's going to make where she's going to like take all these like kids from like, like she wants Emily Emrata's kid involved. She wants to, like, put them in this, like, school that she's going to make. And, like, she has a lot of big ideas. She's so big-brained. Not all of them might be actualized, but I love her spirit. Innovator. She's an innovator, and I believe in her a lot. So I think that's why she is my favorite people's princess. Exactly. And she's just still going, like we said. Like, she's just going to keep going forever. She's going to be, like, like one of those, like, old, cool New York people. Like, she's totally going to be. I love her. Yeah. I guess, like, while we're still on the topic of people's princesses, um, we also can talk a little bit about some of our favorite, like, I guess, non-Julia Fox, Bella Hadid, people's princesses. Some of our classics, I'd Just, like, say. a quick, like, breakdown of, like, a few of ours. My, okay, here's number one for me. Paul Mescal, a people's princess. True. He, I can't even talk about the things that I think about that man. I love him so much. Um, I think um, that he if he's is- listening, we love you. Paul Meskel, if you ever hear this, I love you. You are our people's princess. We our would die for you. Princess. Um, no, he is. And every time I see the tweets that are like, this is the modern day Princess Diana, I agree. He is. He's like, he's doing everything. He's achieving some kind of like mainstream recognition right now for after sun which if anyone has a movie theater near us playing after sun please let us send us a link because i bought movie and it turns out i can only watch after sun if i'm in europe so that's dumb we want to see after sun really i don't know why they didn't tell me that before i paid for it so rude um tell us about it let us know he's a people's princess and I can elaborate and I think like he's perfect (laughs) Mm -hmm. do you have an example yeah so I have two I would say okay I think like really targeted by the media some Y2K people's princesses that's kind of my area of expertise oh number one that I didn't really want to get too into because there's a lot happening right now I'm still kind of confused about Britney Spears (laughs) is genuinely the closest thing we have to like a princess diana (laughs) however there's like a lot going on on twitter right now i'm not familiar i hope she's 
I hope she's doing well and I hope everything is okay and I want the best for her. I think the way the media has treated her is despicable and she is just as influential as Princess Anna. She is just as terrorized as Princess Anna and I just hope she's okay right now overall. Me too. I don't know but, what's going on right now, but I'm hoping she's okay. I tried to Google it. I'm still very confused. Oh my God. Something's happening. And then, yeah, on a little higher note, Paris Hilton is- I knew you were going to say it. She's queen of the Y2K. She also faced adversity. Um, She yeah. had to go to like teen wilderness school, like one of those evil ones. And she really struggled. And I think she went through a lot as a teen, but she slays once again- her like fake put on voice versus like her real voice. Like no one controls the media like her. And I will always love her and respect her for that. Paris and Nicole's show where they just like have little jobs <laughs> and they like when like those evil men try to talk to them and they're like, no, we're actually very smart and you're like not funny. Like that's so good. That's the best so, iconic behavior as well. So good. I also like little niche moment. There's a scene in America's Next Top Model where they're at a party with the models. <laughs> And they get the models to talk shit about each other and then tell the other model, that's good. That's like one of the best things that's ever happened ever. (laughs) That episode was really good. Everyone should look into that if you don't know what we're talking about. Agreed. Also, I feel like as to New Jersey girls, it wouldn't be complete without us talking about the people's princess. That is Snooki. Snooki is a people's princess. She, another (laughs) woman who has complete control of the media, has fooled all of us she is very smart and I'm once again not joking she's a businesswoman she's so intelligent she is so kind and caring and wonderful her soul is so beautiful she is a she's a kind soul like a people's princess should have she's just one of the best people in the whole world I think I thought you were gonna say Teresa Judice she is too basically if you're from New Jersey and on a reality tv show you can take it we'll give it to you yeah we'll literally just award you any award you want unless you're like maybe Ron he doesn't get anything True. Many <laughs> people's princess. Vinny Guadagnino is a people's princess. Greg Grippo. Oh my god. Hated by the media. Lied people. on. That's too niche. Nobody knows who Greg Nobody Grippo is. Greg Gri- <laughs> Another thing about us guys is that we really love the Bachelor franchise. We will but be like, discussing it. Unless the season's bad, then you will never hear about it. Yeah, if this season's bad, we're not going to talk about it. But if it's good, we might do like, I don't know, an occasional recap for you guys. But yeah, also, if you're interested in hearing about The Bachelor, let us know. Yeah, tell us if you guys are interested in hearing about like specific cool things. Give us a little, give us a little contact. We'll put some stuff up on our Instagram story where you guys can tell us what you want us to talk about every week. And if we think it is cool and interesting, we will talk about it. Yes. And the DMs are open as well. If you want to slide in and toss us some ideas. Not that we don't have ideas. We are bursting. (laughs) Our brains are full. We don't even get us started on some of the things we could talk about. I I can name a few right now, but I'll spare you. We'll wait for the rest of our episodes. Yeah. We don't want to tease you too much. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that is our first podcast episode. Um, Follow us on Instagram at People's Princesses Pod. You can also follow our personal Instagram. We love promoting ourselves at Mm -hmm. Sophia.Brockman. Sarah, what's your Instagram? Sarah Cucciera. Figure out how to spell it. Whoa. (laughs) Wow. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you like the episode, let us know. Um, there will be more soon and we love you very much. Bye. Bye.